Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Dan is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Just out of curiosity with people here today, how many of you have ever used Yelp or have done a Yelp review? Okay, so a good, good number of people. Uh, it, it's amazing where, where some people that I know, I don't want to mention any names, Phil Bischoff, but uh, whenever we go someplace and Phil's looking for some place to eat, he is the king of Yelp. He is. He's like, well, there's uh, three places with five stars within two miles if we want to check them out. And he's just, he is just one that is always can give us, yeah, let's, let's check out, let's look at Yelp, let's see what other people have to say. And so uh, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, you know what? Maybe today we could do some Yelp review. I'm going to play a little game, and I'm going to give you a couple of Yelp reviews, and you tell me if you can guess who it's a Yelp review of. So the first one is, on a scale of one to five, I give this less than a zero. The rent-a-cop in front interrogates you, giving the extra special feeling when he's patting you down. Then you have to deal with the robots inside. Another one, I had to change the wording, which was inappropriate, and gave them a one. Super ticked off that I had to drive almost 30 miles to get what I needed. They say they're open till 4.30. I got there at 4.17, and it literally takes three seconds to get what I needed. But the blank, blank, blank said... You weren't here by 4.15, so we can't help you. A third one. The lady with the bad hair dye job at the front was so incredibly rude to me the second she started talking to me. She was so condescending and just shoved a paper in front of me with a number to another office and told me I needed to call them and she couldn't help. Any guesses? Close. IRS, that, that was for you, come on, April 15th, you got to know it was IRS. Okay, let's go with a different one then. Um, what can I say except I love the name of the, rest, the name of the place? Their homemade ice cream is literally perfection, and in their fresh waffle cones, it, the fresh waffle cones is the way to go. I highly recommend trying the Levine concrete, especially if you like crunchy chocolate stuff with a hint of caramel. And another one is, this was my first visit to this. I can honestly say that this place lives up to its name. The two young people staffing the shop were friendly and patiently allowed my sister and me to try as many flavors as we wanted. I ended up with oatmeal cookie and pumpkin cheesecake. What am I talking about? Scooptacular, absolutely. Got to give love Scooptacular. And then finally, the final one. We love the way the greeters and staff are helpful and friendly (laughs) at this place. We enjoy the many ways you can serve on a ministry team. Both teaching pastors, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Dan, make the word of God understandable for all who come Weekly growth groups add to your understanding and allow you to get to know others in the church. (laughs) 
That was for Crosswalk Church and was put in by Dan from Levine. (laughs) All right. So as we look at the Yelp reviews, there can be good ones, there can be bad ones. And, and now today, what I want you to think about is we're, gonna, we're talking about testifying. What I want you to put in the first blank is my testimony is my Yelp review. And what it is, is it is your Yelp review of God. Think about that for a moment. Yelp reviews, and I will tell you that I, I have written Yelp reviews for, for places that I go. And one of the things that I've found is I am more likely to leave a Yelp review if my experience is very bad or very good. But if it's kind of mediocre, I, I usually don't because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know, I don't know if I would lean towards directing someone there or not. I'm kind of caught in the middle. And so as we think about Yelp reviews, whether you think it's your civic responsibility to direct people to a place that you think is great or to keep them away from from a place that you think is bad, it's something that people do. And and as you can tell, Yelp, a lot of people use it and a lot of people are thankful for the information they get from it. And here's something you might not know, or maybe some of you do. And that is that every day, people go shopping for God. They go looking for him. And they look for him in so many different places. And and when you are starting from a place where you don't know anything about God, that, that it's natural to try to go maybe to some people who have gone and have maybe found some things out. And that is why, as we think about our testifying, which is our Yelp review of God, which is our telling individuals about what our experience has been with him, that that is the way that God does business. It's the only way. That is the way that that Jesus, when he left this earth, had a plan for how others would know about him to know about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune God, God's plan of salvation. The plan was through word of mouth. And the mouth is your mouth. And so today as we look at this this portion of God's word, we are going to see uh, how God loves us, loves us into testifying. So where we are going to go is is today we're, we're... the main part of the message is about Peter. I'll just tell you the story quickly. It's Peter about a week or so after Jesus rose from the dead. And it's a follow-up from the message Jeff had last week where they're around the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is there. They have this large catch of fish. And then after they have breakfast, Jesus and Peter have an interaction. And in this interaction, Jesus asks Peter, three times, do you love me? And three times, Peter responds, yes, that he does. But but to give a little context to it, we need to go back about 10 days or so. And what we need to do is we need to look at, at Peter's testimony history, his testifying history. And so where we begin is in Luke chapter 22, verses 32. And Jesus had just said, All of you are going to desert me tonight. 
So this was on Monday, Thursday, the day before Good Friday, and it was the day before um, uh, Jesus would be crucified, and he was telling them, all of you are going to desert me. And Peter says, no matter what happens, I won't ever desert you. Even if I have to die with you, I will not desert you. And, and these are the words that Jesus responded. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Let's fill in the blank right away. In our lives, we are going to be put on the spot and grilled for what we think and believe. For Peter, it happened to be outside of a a place where Jesus was on trial. But for you, it it could be a number of places. Uh, It could be at a family gathering. It could be at the break room where you work. It could be at a job interview when, when they ask you questions about uh, what role your faith plays in what you do and how much you prioritize it. There are going to be tons of times when you are put in situations that are hostile situations where, where you are going to be put in a situation where you are going to ask to give a Yelp review or at least to hear someone else's testifying about God. And, and it might be in a, a, a wrong way and in, in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable by what they are saying. We continue. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. So now you have this situation where Jesus told them it was going to happen. Peter said, no matter what happens, even if I have to die, this will not happen. And now you are in a situation where it is happening. Exactly what Jesus said. Peter is put in a situation, a hostile situation as individuals are trying to make an association between him and Jesus, between him and the one who is on trial in the other room, and you can imagine as as Peter is thinking, he's like, you know what, if I admit to this, they're probably going to take me in with him and they'll try us together. And with the way this is looking, I don't want that to happen. I don't want anyone to even get a hint that I am associated with him. In the blank, you can write, Many times the words that come out of our mouths are spoken with a desire for self-preservation. I'm just going to tell you, preaching up here on Sunday morning, easy. It really is. I mean, easy from the standpoint of, I don't have people coming at me. I don't have, in my 25 years as a pastor, I've never had someone get up and say, I want to debate that right now. That's a bunch of BS. I I disagree with you. But there's always next week, maybe. I don't know. Uh, So, so, but, but I'm just, I'm telling you though, it's a completely different situation when you get out of here. 
and when you go into hostile situations and, and you know that the second you say anything, there, there's going to be uh, backlash over what you say. And here's the deal that, that I, I, I really encourage you and warn you. A Yelp review is easy when you're at your computer doing it, being as anonymous as Dan and Levine to say bad things about service I've received. But it's a totally different ball game when you talk to someone face to face and you deal with the emotion and the confrontation. And, and for many of you, you hate that. You will do anything. You won't even have confrontation with the people that you love. You won't even have confrontation with your spouse. You would much rather walk away than have to deal with it. And, and so as we look at this, I, my encouragement is going to be, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this, I, I'm not like completely against this, but even testifying like on things on Facebook, I get that, that I'm not saying not to put anything about your faith, but it's really not the forum to have the debate. And it's really not a forum to be able to share with someone the great experience that you have had as a child of God. The encouragement that Christ gave us was, was a face-to-face, a person-to-person, to, to be able to share what it is that, that God and his interaction in your life means to you. And so my encouragement is to be thinking in this message in terms of that, in, in terms of dealing with people face-to-face. That's what these messages, and that's what this one specifically are about. We continue. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. When you hear the, the word testifying, it, it's probably you don't think Yelp review because it is different from a Yelp review in this sense. That testify is a court term, right? And, and, and you are called to be a witness. And when you are called to be a witness and you go to the witness stand, what is the, the thing that they ask you to do? I swear to tell the, whole, the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth truth, so help me God. Maybe swear on the Bible, right? And now what you've done is in, in my testimony, in my testifying, I'm calling on God as a witness. And that's something that Peter did in his denial of Jesus. He called down curses. He swore. Not, and when we say swear, it's not like dirty language, but swearing is literally calling on God as my witness, I am telling you that this is not true. And so in the middle of this, Peter has given a testimony that he doesn't, before God, I testify before God, God, can you hear me? I am telling you, I don't know who Jesus is. And then everything changed. And and we don't know exactly what happened, but it might be that Jesus was being taken from one chamber to another, and it was at that time that, that Peter and Jesus returned a glance. In, in the midst of it, 
that, that Peter realized what he had done. And what I don't want you to miss, I don't want you to miss this. This is the most important part of the message, is Jesus was in a situation where he was testifying. And he was testifying to who he was, and he was testifying to his relationship to Peter and to you. Jesus went on trial, and and his testimony, there were were a number of questions, there were a number of false accusations that Jesus didn't even respond to. But there was one he had to respond to. He was compelled to respond to. Are you the Christ, the son of the living God? In essence, are you the savior that has come into the world? And with that testimony, if Jesus would have denied his relationship with us, he would have walked free. He he could have gotten out of there and said, you know what? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to be my testimony, to be self-preserving. But Jesus did just the opposite. He admitted in, in the midst of this, his relationship to Peter. And as Jesus was, was being put on trial for his relationship to Peter as Peter's savior, Peter is denying him. And as we see Jesus on trial and him testifying, it's also because of his relationship with you. Understand the the words and even the glance of Jesus as he he looks at Peter. And, And you can fill in the blank. Jesus loved to Peter. And the start of Peter's new testimony started with a simple glance and remembering. Jesus is willing to testify about his relationship with you before the Father, before any court that he appeared, whether it be a Jewish court, a Roman court, which eventually led to his death. And it's in this moment, the the time where if, if Jesus was going to leave you, if there was a time when he was not going to love you, if, if there was a time where he could show conditional love and leave you, this would have been it. And so as he goes and he looks at Peter, it's the beginning of a new testimony. As he saw in the midst of this, that after he had denied Jesus, Jesus did not deny him, but went to the cross and he made the payment for sin. You must remember this, especially if you have done things in your life like Peter that you did not think you were capable of. I would never do that. I, I would never, whether it be the, the testimony, I'm not just talking about testifying with your mouth, I'm talking about testifying with your actions. The things that you have done, the, the, the unfaithfulness you have shown to God or, or to someone else. The, the deep, dark secret that you might still have that if anyone found out about this, I would be mortified your little secret. And I am telling you today that Jesus is looking at you and he's looking at you as a, as a call to repentance, but, but even more than that, a reminder of his love. That there might be those around you that if they found out would not love you anymore. I, I get it. But the promise from Jesus is that he always will. 
And for Peter, it was the glance, and then it was a remember of Jesus' entire ministry and also a pointing forward to what would happen. Starts with a new testimony of the glance and remembering. We continue. Now I need you to jump ahead. We're going to jump ahead past the resurrection, past a couple of Jesus appearing, and now to a week later when they're at the Sea of Galilee, okay? And now it's uh, all of this has taken place, the resurrection has taken place, and this is Jesus' words to Peter. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, said Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. For, for us, I guess for me, as someone who is in the Bible a lot, you can't help but see the parallelism, right? Where, where, he, where Jesus is, is asking Peter three times about that relationship, and it's in a different setting, right? It's surrounded by disciples. It's with Jesus there. It's, it's in a closeness and a, and, a, and a safe place. And he asks him, and, and, and in a sense, we look at this from the outside and say, okay, it, it's Peter saying, you know what, I have, I have repented, and now this is my, my new testimony about who you are, Lord, and, and about the forgiveness that you have given to me. And so from this point on, as we look at Peter, he's a changed person, changed by the love of Christ, changed by what he saw on Good Friday, changed by what he saw on Easter, changed by the glance that Jesus gave him and his, his remembering and the work of the Holy Spirit in his heart. In the blank, you can write, Jesus did not give up on Peter, but he loved him into a new testimony used for building up others. Did you notice that? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? All of those then were you know what? You want to show that love? Use it to feed my lambs, feed my sheep, build up others, Peter. And now why is that? I'm going to take you back to the first, first passage we had. And it, it's, uh, I will make sure we get the fill-in if you didn't get it. So Jesus did not give up on Peter, but loved him into a new testimony used for building up others. We I want to make sure we got that. And then we'll go to the passage that we, uh, we started with, Luke 22. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And this is the big part. And, and it's so closely connected with that. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Peter, after all of this happens... And after you have denied me, and after you've gone outside and wept bitterly, and, and after we have had this glance and this exchange where, where you are reminded of my unconditional love for you, even when yours for me is conditional, Peter, you are going to be in a unique position to build up other Christians, and you have to use it. In the blank, you can write, if you want to impress someone, share your successes. 
If you want to impact them, share your failures. I'm just going to tell you, if you're, if you're testifying about Jesus, sounds like bragging. Nobody wants to hear it, man. Just saying. And, and I, I, I get it. I want you to think about that. Who, who looks forward to a conversation of someone else telling us how great they are? Yeah, no, no hands go up. And, and so as we look at this, the reason why Peter, imagine Peter wouldn't have denied Jesus three times. My seminar today is going to be about dealing with denial and anyone who does is out or you can be like me, someone who didn't deny Jesus. How powerful is that as you look at others who are going through struggling and suffering and, and have said, man, I, I can never live up to Peter. Or for Peter, a leader in the church, someone that Jesus said, this is Peter, his name meant rock. And on this foundation, I will build my church. That Peter talks about his weakness. When I relied on myself, when I told Jesus, even if all go away, I won't. When I relied on myself, I got hammered. And, and the, the, the one thing we have in common is we have failed and the hero of this story is Jesus Christ. Jesus, who came to me at the, at the darkest of my times. Jesus, when I loved him conditionally, loved me unconditionally. Jesus, who not only did that, but in the midst of it, in love, looked at me. And it, and it was that that was the start of a reminder of how much I am loved by him. When you have a, a, a testimony about Jesus and you do your review... You're loved into that relationship. And make sure that, that the hero of it is the hero of all time, who is Jesus. And how he comes to us, not when we're doing great, but he comes to us in the darkest of our times, in the darkest hours, in the middle of our sin, and calls us out. The final reading. This is the disciple who testifies to these things. So now, this is about Peter, but now John is speaking. This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that uh, even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. And uh, I'll read the other one right away. And that is, we love because he first loved us. Now, this is the issue. The issue is, this happened at Growth Group, where I'm just, I shouldn't share everything. I won't say any names this time, really. But in my growth group, I'll just say this, there were a couple people who struggled with this John calling himself the one that Jesus loved. And, and it was kind of like, there's an arrogance to that, isn't it? Like there were the 11 disciples and then there's the one that Jesus loved. And, and so it could be seen. I, and I can understand how maybe as you look at this, the, um, that you might think that. But I want, I want you to, to see why it's important that John does not call himself the one who loves Jesus. Because Peter might have said, yeah, I'm the one who loves Jesus. I said it three times. Yeah, and you denied it three times too. 
So, so when you look at this, the, do you see the difference in emphasis between saying, I'm the one who loves Jesus, which is all law, which is all depending on me, and John finding his identity as the one who Jesus loves? I am telling you, to the degree that you begin to understand that more in your life, your Yelp review of God your testimony about him, and your testifying to others, the more you understand that, those will write themselves. It starts with identity. I am the one that Jesus loves. When I deny him and he, and he comes back at me with the glance, I am the one that Jesus loves. In the midst of my most heinous sins, the, the ones that I really believe if others knew that they would not love me anymore, I am the one that Jesus loves. You are the one that Jesus loves. And as you look at the testimony you have about him, it will be driven by his love, not yours. And when it is driven by his love, it will continue to grow and grow and your testimony will take up more and more space as you sing the praises of him who is such a wonderful God. In the blank, you can write, Jesus' love will always be the driving force behind our testimony to a world who desperately needs him. Now, as we look at this, this idea of a testimony, today we're gonna, I want you to think about testimony in a number of different ways. One of the testimonies is uh, personal, that as I share the good news about Jesus, but there's also testimony that we do together as a church body as we do outreach work. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about today in the last minutes that we have, I'm going to bring Jason Pulser out here. No, he's down here. He's down in the crowd even. Jason, all right. And uh, Jason is in, in charge, along with Phil Bischoff, with uh, a number of the outreach projects that we do. And maybe, Jason, I'll just start by asking you, what are we trying to accomplish with, this, with what we do with partnering with other missions? Yeah, so Crosswalk's vision is to bring the gospel to people all over the world. Uh, and one way we do this is by partnering with other ministries that are in the world, um, in other countries. Two of the mission partners that we have, uh, one is Costa Maya Ministries, located in Mahowal, Mexico, about four hours south of Cancun on the eastern coast. The other ministry is the Apache Recovery Ministry, right here in White River, Arizona. Okay, so when you talk about, when we partner, what, would it, what does that look like uh, like with the one in Mexico, let's talk about that one. Uh, what does that look like, like our relationship with them? Yeah, in the past, uh, that relationship um, took the form of monthly financial gifts. Um, out of the general offering, we would send them gifts every month to support their ministry. And that totaled around sixty-five dollars to $7,000 a year for each of these mission partners, uh, which is great. Uh, we'd also communicate with them and just share and pray uh, for their challenges and successes. But now moving forward, uh, we're going to change that a little bit. 
we are going to designate specific weeks throughout the year. And during those weeks, we're going to bring awareness to the mission partners to you so that you have a better idea of what's happening, who our mission partners are, and what they're doing. And at that time, you will also have the opportunity to give special gifts uh, that will be collected during those weeks and that the, the uh, financial support will be given to them at the beginning of the year. So they will be able to use it immediately at the beginning of the year as they see uh, fit. Uh, so that it will no longer come from the general offerings, but through these special gifts. And now I believe our children's ministry has already been partnering with them? Yes. And so another way that we do this is through Crosswalk Kids. Uh, this past year, if you can bring up the picture, Crosswalk Kids... Uh, put together some offerings, purchased children's Bibles, wrote messages of encouragement, and actually drew self-portraits that they included with the children's Bibles that they sent to the kids in Mahowal, Mexico. The children's ministry in Costa Maya Ministries is very strong. Uh, so that is another way that we have partnered with this particular ministry. And I believe, don't we have like an overall video of what's going on as well? We do. Uh, if we can queue up the video... And as uh, we move into this new uh, way to bring awareness to the mission partners, uh, we hope to show videos like this that give you a better idea rather than me just talking about it, hearing it directly from them, seeing what they're doing, what their ministry is about, and how they are bringing the gospel to people in Mahowal. So if we could go ahead and show the video. Bienvenidos. God sends his disciples throughout the world with his message of grace. Through unexpected events, triggered by the devastation of Hurricane Dean in 2007, God planted our small mission, Costa Maya Ministries, in a remote area of Mexico. From our base in the town of Mahual, four hours south of Cancun, we preach the word to people who, for the most part, have never heard the gospel of salvation. In Mahual, we gather at Iglesia Luterana Cruci Cristo, Cross of Christ Lutheran Church, a modest, open-air, rented space. But our mission isn't one to sit and wait for people to come to us. We go and seek the lost. Our mission extends an hour up the coast to a small fishing community named Pulticub, a rustic area with no electricity or running water, no phone or internet. Many of the people we serve were not privileged to grow up with the Word in their lives. So we fill our ministry week with Bible study, trusting that God who has planted the seed will continue to water it through the Word and His Spirit. Our week is also filled with outreach activities for the children of our community. Several times a year we offer English courses, a necessary skill in a tourist town, and every Friday we offer a nutritious meal to the most vulnerable around us. A faith that is alive is a faith that works. Whether it's helping to set up, reading scripture lessons in church, or spreading the word by inviting friends and neighbors to worship, our new believers are not looking to be served, but rather demonstrate their faith by serving. While we are an isolated community, we certainly are not alone. We enjoy rich partnerships with congregations and individuals who support us in many ways, even visiting for mission work. We recently added a new month-long program that offers college and high school students the opportunity to teach the Bible, English, and art during their summer break. Where God will take us in the future, we don't know. 
But we do know that the Yucatan Peninsula is a ripe mission field. Three Mexican states, nearly five million people, an area with little preaching of God's salvation by grace. And we're the only Lutheran church of any kind on the entire peninsula. It may seem like a large mission field for a tiny congregation, but we pray that God will allow us to train others who will plant churches all around us. We know that God accomplishes great things through the preaching of His Word. A big thanks to all of you from Costa Maya Ministries for your prayers and support. You can learn more about us at our website, costamayaministries.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook for the most recent updates. God's blessing to you as we partner to share the precious gospel of Jesus with the world. All right. One of the things that I just want to point out is in your program, if you look at your growth group on notes, uh, impact group notes, you will see that there is a link to that video. So if, if you would like to show that as part of your group or you'd like to share that with someone who's not here, uh, you can do that. But Jason, what might be some other next steps, uh, like for the communication card, maybe as you're thinking about what my next step might be, what would those be? Yeah. Three next steps that I want to uh, talk about. The first one, if you're interested in visiting one of our mission partners, please prayerfully consider that. If that looked interesting to you, I've been to Mahawal a couple times, and it is a great place to serve, to learn, to work alongside the members at Costa Maya Ministries to serve the people in Mahawal. Um, consider going on a missions trip, number one. Do you need to be a Spanish speaker? You do not. Okay, thank you. Number two, um, consider a financial gift uh, during these designated weeks to support these mission partners. Um, in your envelope, you have the, the, um, the white envelope. You can write missions where it says other, and that way it'll designate your gift to support uh, Costa Maya Ministries and the Apache Recovery Ministry. Uh, number three, you can consider being part of the missions team. Uh, working alongside myself and uh, Phil Bischoff, um, talking about missions and how we want to do missions as Crosswalk. Uh, if you're interested in going on a missions trip or being part of the missions team, you can come and talk to me. I'll be standing by the hub after the service, uh, as well as talking to the volunteer team at the hub. Okay, so Jason will be out there. That, that is great after the service. And uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, let's take time to pray. Uh, as we go. Dear Lord, in this message today, we, we ta are talking about our relationship to you, and maybe even a, a better way to say that is your relationship to us, that we, we look at ourselves as the one who is loved. Each one of us are ones who are loved by you. And Lord, Help us find opportunities to share that in our life. Uh, send your Holy Spirit, uh, work inside our hearts so we can't help but be loved into a, a testimony, uh, being loved into a review of you that shows how much you mean to us and what a great God that you are. And Lord, we realize there is need for that, not only in Levine, but uh, you know, we, we give thanks. We're able to reach out to Midtown throughout the greater Phoenix area. And as we look at Mahawal and, and, and uh, White River as well, there are just tons of opportunities. So please move the hearts of your people uh, to support the work that we do so that your name and, and the good news of Jesus Christ and forgiveness can be shared throughout the world. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So, before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Pastor Dan. Don't take my word for it. Don't take the word of others for it. Go to Scooptacular and find out for yourself uh, as part of a balanced diet uh, and, and try it. That, that's how you will go. You go and you taste and, and it will speak for itself. And I think that's why the psalmist wrote, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who find refuge in him. And, and that's the encouragement today is that you, that you can testify. And for those of you who, who aren't there yet, that's okay. You are loved into a response like that. And the way that that happens is to continue to go back and, and spend time with God and his word, uh, to be able to see day after day that unconditional love always being there, always being your friend, always listening, always forgiving, loving you unconditionally in so many different ways. Jesus will love his way into your heart and into your speech as well. And now as you go, go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Have a great day.